0: This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations with influential members of the community that you need to know. This episode is brought to you by Mill Creek Financial Consultants. At Mill Creek Financial Consultants, we offer more than just financial planning. We develop a relationship with you that helps you avoid common missteps, make confident decisions, and put your assets to work so you can enjoy the peace of mind that comes from financial security. Don't delay your important financial decisions any longer. Schedule a time to meet with our Mill Creek Financial Advisors and begin the journey journey towards achieving your dreams by visiting Mill Creek financial consultants.com. No investment strategy can ensure peace of mind assure profit or guarantee against loss securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities LLC PAS member FINRA SIPC. Well, good afternoon this is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce happy to be bringing our podcast to you uh, excited because we're going to talk a little bit about money and how to ensure that um, we have enough money for when that time comes down the road in the future. So we are here today with William Green, president of uh, Mill Creek Financial Consultants, and Robbie Kenny. Thank you guys for both coming in.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great us. to be here.
0: Well, and I want to, I need to make sure I say from the beginning, the reason we're doing this is because you are sponsors of our podcast. So thank you for that. We've had um, many to date with great feedback. And our goal at the chamber is to, to bring forward information and resources to our members and, and to our non-members that happen to be listening to the podcast. So a thank you to Mill Creek uh, for sponsoring our podcast. And we're happy that we get to actually talk to you today. So Um, A little bit before we um, get into some um, financial information, let's let's let our listeners learn a little bit more about each of you individually. William, I'll go to you first. Maybe how did you find yourself in Tallahassee and how long have you been here?
2: I'm a a lifelong Tallahassee, seven generations. So I stayed and went to Florida State, started in the banking business, uh, spent seven years in banking while in college and out and uh, just had a passion for money. You know, the, the lack of financial education that was out there uh, that I saw, you know, from the, the banking experience as well as getting into personal finance just sort of drove me to get out on my own and, and start 22 years ago.
0: Okay. And Robbie, so, uh, you know, you both are together at Mill Creek. I know, William, you're president. Robbie, you're a partner. But you've been together since the beginning at Mill Creek. But before that, what? how did you find yourself in Tallahassee?
1: Uh, so originally from Georgia, uh, originally Albany, Georgia, uh, went to the University of Georgia and lived in Atlanta for a few years. After that, moved to Tallahassee, um, with, uh, had some family here, and had always wanted to get in the financial planning business, and right out of college, never found the right fit. And William and I teamed up, um, became a really good fit uh, for what I was looking for originally. So,
0: Okay. And that started 2014?
1: 2014.
0: So what was the inspiration behind um, Mill Creek, how, you've, how you came to that, and, and you've located offices. You have Tallahassee, Thomasville, and Mobile, but how did, I always love asking this, how did you come up with the name Mill Creek?
2: So, so the, we, we decided that we needed to kind of get our own branding, our own uh, unique uh, boutique kind of feel, so we wanted to be out from the bigger agencies, if you will. And we were looking for uh, space. I found a building um, uh, actually on Mill Creek Lane. That was not the original name. Uh, we wanted several other names Impact Financial, Green Street Financial. Compliance didn't like the use <laughs> of dollar signs or green colors or promising things like Impact, although I think we can make an impact. Uh, so we defaulted to everybody's got a mill in a creek, and that's how we, we came about our a name and has worked really well for
0: us. Okay. Well, I know um, we were talking earlier just about um, the variety of clients that you have and, and really what the demand is out there. And I think for our listeners, um, many individuals probably have questions no matter where they are in the process. And I think we're going to touch on this a little bit generational as well. But I mean, maybe maybe talk about process versus product and, and the thought process for individuals if they're listening to this and and most all of us are always thinking about this, but maybe maybe help give some guidelines for that and some things to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, in our industry, when we started Mill Creek, we kind of looked at the financial world. And what we found was there's a lot of product, not really a process. You know, you hear Nick Saban talk about process, process, process. Um, so we wanted to create a process for clients that so they could go through. Um, instead of that micro... Uh, decision that says, hey, I need to go get a retirement plan. Let's go do it. There's really no process involved in that. So we wanted to create that process for clients.
2: And I think to add on to that is I like the analogy of golf. You know, you could, you could buy the na- nicest set of golf clubs money could buy, and it probably wouldn't help my golf game very much. But if I spent the, the same amount of time on golf lessons and, and maybe a coach, my golf game would likely improve mm-hmm. with the same impact of those those dollars. Mm-hmm. So we, we like to say that uh, true financial planning is really only good for about 12 to 18 months because mm-hmm. everything changes, mm-hmm. but it is the, the golf swing or the process that can make a larger impact. You have to have golf clubs and, and products are that, but the use of money or the macroeconomic flows of money are where we find that the most efficiencies gained in a financial plan, whether it's business planning or whether it's
0: personal planning. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you have a variety of um, clients at different stages. I mean, we're we're just coming off of our chamber community conference. Thank you all for, for attending. We, we're getting great feedback on that, and one of our keynote speakers, um, Philip Gwoki, was talking about just the generations. And I know within your in your area of um, being able to provide services, it's it's generational. So maybe talk a little bit if the listener is maybe a small business owner or a young professional versus, obviously, those that are maybe at the end of their career going into retirement, what are some of the things that you suggest individuals look at? If Maybe give me the two scenarios of those in the earlier stages versus those that might be trying to, to work towards retirement. And obviously, we're going to go talk about this inflation word. But maybe what are you saying to different types of clients that they need to consider?
2: It- I think with any anything, whether it's your business that you're running, uh, we're going to talk about some ideal traits of a business, or or where you're at just financially in life, is is having a sounding board. Everybody needs some kind of measuring stick. It'd be very hard to play, you know, football here on Saturday night without you know some rules and some referees and 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 those kind of things. We're we're finding that different generations learn differently. There is a major lack of financial education it's a soapbox of mine in our school systems we all wind up dealing with money at some point no matter what our profession is we might be a nurse we might be a doctor we might be a lawyer but nowhere are we really getting true financial education we're seeing some of that the governor's got an initiative out now that is uh making some impact but these things are, are paradigms they generally take 10 years to to shift and the younger generation is going to social media platforms and actually getting a little more educated. I think in some realms where older generations are kind of this is the way it's always been done, and so we have to kind of peel back the layers of the onion to see where they're at. Are they on track? Are they not on track? What are their business plan arrangements? You know, are are, are there gaps? And one thing that we focus on consistently is becoming helping to become that macro manager that person that does pull the lawyer, the banker, the uh, insurance agent to the table to say, look, we, we, we're all on the same team here for this client. Um, what we want is maximum protection and minimum cost. And we want to make sure that we're measuring not only the, the return or the wealth gain of people, but what is the cost of doing business? You know, what is the taxation? What are the fees? What are the, mm-hmm. the things that can kind of um, take away from that wealth building? potential so we have to get a platform to help them do that um and and also have a a trusting environment to educate them so that they don't feel like they're not going to be able to afford this or it's a waste of time or maybe they're not ready or um, they're not big enough yet Um, Mm -hmm. to the contrary they should start seeking advisors as soon as possible
0: well i think you know I, i know um you had mentioned uh, Jim Moran Institute and, and Marina Elixins on our board of directors. And so I think, you know, you talk about the students. I mean, that's what's great about our communities. We have all the generations represented, and we've got just on our front doorstep so many uh, students, not only undergraduate but graduate program, are coming in for other advanced degrees. And, you know, I know that you're in, in those spaces as well, and I, I would imagine they're seeking that information and probably absorbing it um, very openly as they prepare
2: yeah, I would say uh, we made this comment. We went to their summer conference this last year and I would say that we were approached more openly, more often than any conference we've ever attended because I think they've incubated an environment of, of financial education. And and unfortunately, I I don't think the financial institutions of this world have really done that as a first mm-hmm. priority. Okay. It's more product driven and do this this and this and you're going to have a plan without that in between
0: okay Uh, that's interesting and then if we move through this generationally and the individuals i think most people think that i need to just have my plan for retirement what are you what are you hearing out there as far as the comment or the feedback just a concern around inflation or just what what individuals should keep in their process if they hear that word and they're just not sure well what does that mean how should i be planning for that
1: yeah I mean with inflation, you know making sure you're doing the right things today, but looking forward to what what do we anticipate things in the future a lot of times we'll look backwards you know on whether it's taxes or whatever, so we need to make sure that the you know we're helping the client look forward to say, you know yeah, you may be doing this today, but what are we what are the, what is the process we're going to do to make sure that we're anticipating these things in the future? you certainly
2: have to. Build in some protection around inflation. We know it's there. Statistically, it's been there. There are um, s- certain decisions that can really help impact that, like Social Security or pensions that have cost of living adjustments. You know, maximizing those pension decisions, those kind of things can help build in inflation hedges. But uh, asset allocation becomes a very important part of that. But probably the the most uncommon that we see addressed um, in the, in with even traditional financial advisors is this uh, cost uh, on your assets in retirement. Just because you're retired, you know, you have a, a gross cash flow and there's, there's maybe interest or earnings off of these things, but there's also taxation. And if you're not, you know, keeping tabs on the cost of uh, the assets, uh, we see that they could, you know, take up the cost of uh, living are cut into your net return, which th- does nothing to combat your inflation. So, Bifurcating assets becomes a big uh, solution to kind of spin down certain pots of money, maybe while deferring other pots of money. The equity markets have some hedges against inflation over time, certainly proven that. Uh, but again, it comes back to an understanding of where you are, and we know that the net the net-after-cost, net-after-tax dollar is the only one that can really be spent. And the, the, the terrible thing about inflation is those dollars are getting eroded every right, single right, day. Right, right. So you really have to kind of build it in. And, you know, imagine going to the moon and putting just enough rocket fuel in the ship to get to the moon and back without any contingency planning. So we try to buffer in 3 to 5% contingency savings for our clients, whether if we get that cut out of cost of doing business and recapture it, or, or sometimes they're just not on track mm-hmm. and we have to help them develop a new plan.
0: Well, and I, and I would imagine, I want to make sure we segue to the, the business owners. I mean, obviously, it's a chamber of commerce. We have individual members, and, and but we also have, obviously have the business structure. So as these businesses are working towards maybe their exit strategies or what are some of the things um, they need to be considering – as you move through a succession plan or an exit strategy that will not only impact them but maybe some of their team members and how would you how would you guide because I know you work with a lot of businesses how would you guide that conversation
1: yeah I think first and foremost they need to start thinking about it when they don't think they need to because I think a lot of people wait till the end to say hey I'm ready to step out of this business and I want to do it this year next year and two years and a lot of times It's not necessarily too late, but they should have started thinking about it earlier, you know, having conversations with their employees. Is there somebody they can identify there or a group of people that want it? Um, Do they want to pass it down to their family? So having those conversations early and often, even when they don't plan to retire or walk away from the business, you know, soon, to go ahead and start that that planning process.
2: One One of the things we talk about regularly is that particularly with business owners, is they have a lot of people around them. They probably have an insurance agent, they have a, a banker, they have a lawyer, they have maybe an investment advisor. None of these people ever really sit down at the same table at the same time for that client. And I think when you get to succession planning, that is a must. And I think it should, should be something everybody would strive to do every year. Yeah. We do it with all of our business owner clients at various stages to make sure that we're having a kind of a round table discussion about what are the pros and cons, the efficiencies. The reality is we see people dealing with, whether it's personal or business, the business has its own balance sheet in four domains, protection, assets, liabilities, and cash flow. Cash flow really is everything. It sort of drives the business. It drives the economics that can come out of the business and ultimately drive up the profitability and the sales price of that business, but you have to manage assets properly. You have to control costs and minimize them. Uh, And the interesting thing about the protection component where succession planning would uh, reside is that it's not important to a lot of people until right after an event happens. You know, I can't get more liability insurance after I wreck and kill somebody. I can't get more disability insurance after I'm disabled. if, If a life event happens and we have a forced situation of disability or death, Without a business plan in place, the erosion is uh, immense. So, we say just like wills and trusts, people should should have them. They, they, the state of Florida has a plan for you. It's not the one you want, but the uh, protection component is one of those that sometimes we just have to drag our clients through because they don't mm-hmm. they don't like to to deal with it very much. And it's facing all these things that we don't want to face. But right. it's it's it needs to be perfect before an event happens, and usually. When you react, as Robbie was saying, uh, reaction usually is more expensive or costs mm-hmm. money or mistakes are made because you're not prepared.
0: Well, and I think, you know, you were talking um, before we went on the air, actually, that um, being proactive, and so you all offer Lunch and Learns. Um, for, for anybody that's interested in a Lunch and Learn, how, how can they contact you and what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, they can contact us through our website at yourmcf.com. Uh, or at our office, 850-727-5491. Okay.
2: We've had some success with that, particularly in the uh, in the medical space where we allow um, groups, uh, usually program directors, to pick some topics. Again, in medical school, there's lack of financial education, so there's a, a lot of importance there that they're trying to figure out. We've, we've found that business owners are enjoying... Uh, us doing this as as well and that you know part of our mission statement is is to provide financial education that's what we've hung our hat on from the very beginning Mm -hmm. everybody can everybody and anybody can sell product but if we you know it's kind of it's kind of what some of these business owners should really think about simon sinek does a a great uh, ted talk on the why behind the what most people know you know what they do they even can tell you how they do it, you know what their process looks like. But very few people can tell you why. You know, what is that core passion? And our core passion, our why, is that we believe if we educate more and provide an open, trusting environment, that uh, people will appreciate that and ultimately may do business with us or through us.
0: Well, we uh, we appreciate your partnership with the chamber again. Um, providing this podcast, not just this one, obviously, but all throughout the year to our members. And um, so thank you for that. And William and um, Robbie, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you taking the time.
1: thank 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 you.